It's Monday morning around 9.30, and it's time for Food Talk. I'm Marianne Myers, and I am joined by my ever-fabulous co-host, Linda Perkins. Good morning, Linda. Good morning, Marianne. Are you blinded by my new apron? (laughs) I'm dazzled. (laughs) That is something I've never done. I've never bedazzled an apron. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Do you have a bedazzler? No, but I should get one. (laughs) You totally should get one. I can have an evening apron. Oh, this old thing. (laughs) Yeah, right. And you can hear it clanking around in the dryer. (laughs) (laughs) That's always good. (laughs) Another way I can start a fire. Oh, my gosh. You know, I haven't started a fire in a long time, but I have to tell you, you know, in my beginning years of cooking, there were a lot of fire extinguishers (laughs) involved. Really really strategically placed (laughs) around the kitchen. <laughs> but you persevered. I know, but it was always potholders. I was always catching potholders. Oh on yeah, they're so flammable. <laughs> they, are, they just want to be caught on. My fire. favorite ones are all flammable because I'm not really <laughs> big on the quilted silver ones that oh, are gosh. so thick and you can't actually pick anything up with them. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm not big on mitts, even though I have spent years with burns on my wrists. Yeah, <laughs> but I just like. I, 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 I have several potholders I still use that are have burned areas. Yeah. But they're not totally burned. <coughs> I remember <coughs> excuse me when we lost our house in that storm of 2007 and so then we had temporary housing which had an entirely different stove which just oh. cried for potholders <laughs> and there was just <laughs> Dale'd be sitting in the living room and there's the door to the kitchen and I'd be like running across with the <laughs> flaming potholder to the sink it was just constant it was just like god was after us he tried smashing our house and that didn't work (laughs) (laughs) how about we burn it down (laughs) here we go we'll try this (laughs) oh my gosh well yeah i don't know what to say about that i think if you cook all the time i don't care how good you are at what you do you're gonna burn get burned and you're gonna get cut once in a while and that's just what happens so keep a knife really sharp so when you cut yourself it doesn't hurt that bad (laughs) and um (laughs) you know just have the aloe gel in the refrigerator i love the aloe gel in the refrigerator for burns no i've never heard of that oh it's so good uh you'll you can get it at the uh Restaurant supply store. Okay. Uh, you can probably get it anywhere. Yeah. But it's a green gelatinous substance. Like they just squeezed stuff out of an aloe leaf and then they put green food coloring <laughs> in it. <laughs> but if you keep it, it's in a squeeze bottle. And if you keep it in the refrigerator, then when you burn yourself, it is instantly soothing. That's so smart. Okay. So they say that if you burn yourself and you run it under cold water immediately, the wound will be one third of the. Um, amplitude or whatever wounds uh-huh. are you know one third as bad as if you didn't do that like it really makes a difference when you cool it off right away but sometimes you're cooking and you just can't you can't you know, stand there with your wrist under the water no. for three minutes and that's I, i've never heard of that that's so perfect yeah that's a really good one um and 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 my default when i cannot stop and grab that out of the fridge or run to the sink uh, is cursing cursing is good oh yeah <laughs> That fixes a lot of things. I use it for computers. Oh, there you go. (laughs) At least they both start with CO. Yes, that's right. Cannot recommend it highly enough. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Well, um, we are into March now. Yeah. We're We're marching. marching into March. Jinx. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> you owe me a Coke. That's okay. what we used to say when I was a kid. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't think you want it. No, I don't want it. Um, so we're getting close to spring produce mm-hmm. some of it uh for for our local farmers that have hoop houses and that kind of thing we're getting we're getting getting some already yep i wonder what you're cooking these days well shocker i got a new cookbook <laughs> i am stunned <laughs> i am stunned how, and how, how how's that addition on your house going <laughs> the 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 wing yeah with, the cookbook the room library, <laughs> the, the library. oh good <laughs> Um, but um, it was a book. Okay, so you know how those lists come out at the end of the year? And I like those lists where everybody says, you know, what cookbooks they like, and there's all kinds of lists. But this book, I remember when it came out. Do you know David Chang? He has that yes. yeah, Momofuku restaurant. And um, I have three, I think, of his cookbooks, and I, I like him, you know. I mean, I, I think he's good. But he wrote this cookbook this past year, last year, called Cooking at Home. Ooh, what a great title. What? I mean, what is that title? <laughs> And then, or how I learned to stop worrying about recipes and love my microwave. Well, that's not a oh. book I'm going to buy. You know, I'm just, I'm not, I'm just not going to buy a book on how to microwave stuff because at my house you push a button and that's how it goes. That's how you do it. You <laughs> yeah, know? right. I'm not going to buy that. Twenty nine ninety five. No, more than that. But then, um, um, somebody had it not on their list, but as their best book of the year. Really? And I'm just like, what the heck? Yeah. You know? Uh, so anyway, I bought it, and it is an outstanding book. Really? It's yes. just poorly titled. Yes. And there's other things, too, which I'd just like to get it off my chest immediately, such as <laughs> white font on yellow paper. Why, David Chang? Oh. What is the matter with you? Call your mother, and she will slap you. And the other thing is dark pink font on light pink paper. No, what? Why? Why? Anything other than black font in a book oh, of instructions. What? Lord. Anyway. Uh, maybe it's not the author's choice. There may be a de- book designer. There's probably somebody that's credited with that. Certainly he saw it beforehand, though. Yes. And, and what are all book editors or book designers? Are they 19-year-old boys with their hawk-like vision? <laughs> <laughs> that they don't notice that, that this is a problem for regular people above the age of 32. Good <laughs> Lord. It is, uh, it anyway, is infuriating. The whole book is not like that. But um, there's sections, especially sections where they ask es- experts about stuff. Like there's one uh-huh. on frozen food. Like like um, why you should not thaw vegetables before you use them and stuff like that. And, and, and that stuff is interesting, you know. Yeah. Um, um, he talks about how he really thinks you should use frozen vegetables a lot more and um, just not to thumb. And he's like, and here's what the experts say. And then it's, you know, dark pink font on white pink paper. And I just didn't have like the, the, you know, migraine medication handy <laughs> to, to read that at that point. And I still haven't gone back and, and read it. And I, I wish I could talk intelligently about it right now, <laughs> but I didn't read it. Well, we're pretty clear on your, on your oh, rage feel- about that, <laughs> but I'm on your side. I, that I find that I have some cookbooks that have veered off into whatever misguided idea of uh, design. Yeah, yeah. We don't buy your cookbook for the design people. We yeah. buy it for the recipes. So yeah. stop already. Yeah. I do appreciate the photos, though. Yes. Well, and this book is is so worth buying, even in spite of all that stuff. And there's really good books, especially some French pastry books that I have that have that same you know color problem. 
and I would not buy them again or recommend them, even though I'm sure they're brilliant works. But but this is just great. So part of the title, how I stopped, how I learned to stop worrying about recipes. He write there, there's a lot of people who write books about intuitive cooking, and yeah. and they're just they're okay, but they're they're just you just don't I don't know. This one really resonated with me. So he's like, okay, you can start with with um, clams and you you cook the clams in a little bit of water and then you have this this juice and you can um, add sesame and cilantro and he's not saying amounts or anything like that but he puts like little exclamation points after everything and you're like I could do that <laughs> and then he's like or you can make chowder just add some cream and some onions and you know so they're they're not recipes but they're 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 or he's like you can add curry you know and and coconut milk and so he tells you you cook the clams you can eat the clams or you can, there's three directions you can go and this is the kind of stuff you can use and it just gives you ideas you know uh-huh that's and, so great and it really is really a really really good book like one one ch- uh, chapter is titled who actually has a fishmonger not me <laughs> a realistic guide to seafood cooking you know and and that helps me because I'm allergic to a lot of that stuff and then I can you know, learn yes. how to cook it. And he talks about cooking clams, like the kind of clams like Little Neck that you cook in the shell that are alive, you know. Right. And he says, um, you just uh, cook them, and then as they open, pull them out. He says, it's like seafood whack-a-mole. <laughs> 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 but it's, I mean, it's it's a, a, a really, it's it's a really, really good book. All right. And there is a lot about microwaves. Like, there's there's stuff... Um, I do in the microwave. He says he really hardly ever bakes a potato in the oven. He just does it in the microwave, and I do too. They turn out just fine, and it's so much faster. Yeah. And you don't have, you know, a really hot oven going for 45 minutes. But you also don't have a uh, toasty skin. Yes, it's true. Uh, Although I I do too. I toss a baked potato in the microwave if the rest of the meal is not being done in the oven anyway yeah, yeah, yeah otherwise i will put it in the oven and sometimes if i don't want to wait for the hour to pass for a baked potato to work in the oven mm-hmm. i will finish it in the microwave okay so but yeah i you know one of my very favorite um uh cooking channels on youtube is called nigiriko and she is i think japanese although it I'm I, I'm not sure she might be Korean. Okay. I d- I don't speak the language. Okay. Yeah. So I don't really know, but I'm fascinated by what she does, and she uses sh- her microwave so much. Oh, really? Okay. All the time. Well, and that's such a Japanese thing to do because there's such little spaces, you know. Yeah, yeah, and she will even pre, um, you know, it it would be the same as I guess blanching or something, you know, sticking a. a vegetable in the microwave for one minute and then stir frying it well and then that's something that david cheng talks a lot about how vegetables are just great in the microwave and uh, and i think that you know that he's right um anyway yeah good to know Mm -hmm. you were talking about the peeling on a potato um that's another thing he talks about and i really believe just that we peel way too much stuff he says the only thing that really needs to be peeled is daikon radish because it's just inedible if you don't peel it. Yeah. But there's really nothing else that you really need to peel. You don't have to peel carrots. And you, I never peel ginger, and that's always something that people um, kind of are sh- not shocked, but, you know, they're like, oh, you have to peel ginger. <laughs> but um, I just break it apart so that you can get at all the little armpits and scrub those out, and then I, I toss it in the food processor and then grind it up that way. 
but you don't have to peel ginger. There's there's no taste to that peel, and no. there's no downside except you lose so much biomass when you peel that whole thing. You yeah, know? I know you. you a, it's a re- it's very ginger. wasteful, and and I think the secret to that also uh, is having a good little scrub brush. Yeah, yeah, you know, I just have a little. It's a natural bristle, but really stiff. Yeah. And I can scrub a potato. I could practically scrub a skin off the potato if I'm not careful. I mean, yeah. it does a really good job. So yeah. there's no reason after that to get out the peeler. And I've got those um, brushes at every sink that surgeons use. So they have the part for oh, your fingernails. Right. Right. And then they've got the whole brush on right. the other side. And, and that works really good. So it's true. You have to have a good brush. I didn't think of that. If you don't have a brush, you're not going to be able to yeah. get that crap. It's going to save there. you a lot of peeling, and also save you a lot of nutrients because sometimes that's where the good stuff is. And the fiber. So the yeah. vitamins and the fiber. It's pretty much all in the peeling. The inside is just what's meant to feed. You know the seeds. Yeah, that's true. Or us. Yeah. <laughs> 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 He said one other thing that I just hadn't thought of before. Um, he talks a lot about using his freezer because I guess his mom was really big on using his her freezer. And I am too. I use my freezer like my pantry. Freezers. Got, yeah, freezers. Sorry. <laughs> but I've got all kinds of stuff in there that I use all the time. You know that I, well, and I was, you know, of course, because I'm so much smarter than David Chang. <laughs> <laughs> he was talking about how he has garlic in little, like, um, oh. uh, what he calls ice cube trays. I'm yeah. like, oh, no, David Chang. You grind it up and you put it in a quart bag and you smash it flat so you can break off as much as you want. <laughs> same thing with ginger. But, I mean, that's all. The, it's the same kind of stuff I yeah, keep yeah. in my freezer. But he says that he freezes fresh thyme and then he can, the leaves just fall off. Oh, interesting. And I, didn't, I didn't know that. I always just tie it up and toss the whole thing in there. Yeah. But that has to be something that's braised, you know. Yes. So that it'll cook long enough that the leaves all, you know. That you're just pulling stems off. out later. Yeah, exactly. yeah. But um, for something else, I'm pu- pulling all the, you know, if it's something quicker, I'm pulling all the leaves off. And no, I never I never thought about that. So that's, that's cool advice. Yeah. That's great advice. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. Shocker. Another cookbook. Shocker. I know. I know. And you're reading them. I mean, you're the perfect person to have another cookbook or uh, another, you know, starting the next thousand number uh, cookbook (laughs) because you actually read them. Oh, I like them. It's my my hobby. Isn't that funny? Cookbooks. No, I don't. I don't think you're the Lone Ranger there. I think it's something about cooking is uh, a hobby for a lot of people yeah, you know yeah. it's a fascinating thing it's science it's art it's new you know it's sustenance mm-hmm. it's love it's everything mm-hmm. it's pretty much everything mm-hmm. uh, so i uh tried a new recipe oh yeah you know i'm on this uh new recipe jag yeah. um and uh my husband who is very game for trying anything, That's but at the cool. end of a new, uh, at the end of a meal with a new recipe, I always say, "Am I saving it?" <laughs> and he's like, he, he prefaces everything with the disclaimer, "It was good, <laughs> Dale does but the it's same like thing. the three <laughs> syllable good, <Yeah>. good." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't try it again, uh, and I generally feel about sheet pan dinners. That they're a great idea that hardly ever work yeah. right. Yeah. Um, they just look cool on Instagram. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. And they're a hot Stuff ticket right now. Stuff doesn't cook at the same rate. No. no. 
it does not. I'm sorry. I mean, because I see like, you know, chicken breasts and sweet potatoes on the same tray and you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty like brown and orange thing, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice photograph. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tried one because uh, I'm an optimist. Yeah. And um, I tried this recipe for, it's an Ali Slagle recipe, and, and it was for rosemary, paprika, chicken, and fries, and it's a sheet pan thing. Oh, dear. And um, and in a fit of hopeful exuberance and misplaced judgment, I, I had a couple friends over for dinner, and then as they sat down, I went, trying a new recipe. You know, <laughs> I know you're never supposed to do that when you have company, but, you know, we know each other yeah, really well, yeah. trying a new recipe. And it turned out that the chicken was, well, the chicken was really good, and I would do the chicken again not on okay. a sheet pan dinner, but you cannot do fries and chicken on a sheet pan together at the same time I and have anything. can't imagine the juice, yeah. Yeah, no, forget it. Anyway, um, the thing that I really loved about this was the sauce, and it was actually a mayonnaise mixture that you coated the chicken in, but then oh, really? you, you have leftover that you use, you know, at the end. So the sauce is made with mayonnaise, Pa- smoked paprika, rosemary, red pepper flakes, and bl- a lot of black pepper. Okay. And you um, mix that all together, and then you rub it all over the chicken pieces, whatever you're going to cook. My grandma used to make chicken with mayonnaise, a mayonnaise rub. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like oil, right? Yeah, so, yeah. It, and it's flavorful. Um, so anyway, then you put everything on the sheet pan, and you uh, cook it. <laughs> ineffectively, as you do on the sheet pan dinner. (laughs) And then um, when it comes out, you squeeze fresh lemon juice into the remaining mayonnaise mixture, and you use that to dip the fries and the chicken in. And actually, that that rub for the chicken was really good. And having that, I mean, the the fries were hugely not great. But the chicken dip. Hugely it mediocre. Did it. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Fantastically mediocre. <laughs> anyway, the chicken dipped in that was really good. Okay. So it's another one of those recipes where it's like, I'm not going to do this again, but I'm going to save that sauce because I okay. really liked it. Right on. Well, um, I, if I have a goose or a duck and I have potatoes, not fries, but just like sliced potatoes. I'll stick those in the bottom of the pan, and then they get the goose fat or the duck fat, which is delicious. Oh, yeah. And that's as close as I come to a sheet pan. Yeah. But they're cooking a long time. I don't have an objection to cooking on a sheet pan. I just don't think you could do a whole meal. Yeah, no, it's just different things have different cooking methods and different cooking times. Yeah. Yeah. Even when I'm roasting vegetables, you know, I usually do a lot of them at once because – well, because I do them separately. I'll do the broccoli separate from the cauliflower, uh, separate from the potatoes, because they all take a different amount of time. And yeah. and it's that high heat, and a couple minutes matters, you know. Yes, it definitely does, yeah. for sure. I need to quickly uh, let everyone know that Food Talk is a co-production of KMUN and North Coast Food Web. There. <laughs> Food Web is moving. Food web is moving, and it's not very long now. No, no, I think they're in the process. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of heavy lifting there. I've been staying way away. Oh, good for you. (laughs) Mid-April, I think, is when they're going to plan on opening the food hub. 
Yeah. So that's going to be really exciting. Yeah, and the Thursday market will fire up again, and I think yeah. they have actually, I think that uh, the market is scheduled to restart on April 9th. Okay. But uh, you can check all of the progress and the exciting news at northcoastfoodweb.org. So, and not to mention kmun.org, which is just jam-packed with interesting information. So, yes. two really good websites. What have you been cooking? Well, I made some soup, <laughs> but not the wombat poop soup of last <laughs> week. <laughs> no, just um, looking forward to summer, you know, just some vichyssoise. But I, um, um, so like uh, potato leek soup, and, and uh-huh. that's good. It's good cold. It's good hot. Yep. And, um, um, but I put some um, from that same David Chang book. He garnishes his, he has, well, not vichyssoise, but, well, I guess it would be, but a vegetable puree soup. He garnishes it with whole fat yogurt, which I pretty much always have, olive oil, and um, fresh cracked pepper. And I did Ooh. that, and it was a really good garnish. I bet it was. It sounds great. Yeah. And it, I think, was better than if you just added those things to the soup, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It was a really, really good garnish. And so um, um, I, I think that I would use that on any vegetable puree soup. Yum. It was good. That makes me think that um, we were talking about curry at one point sometime. Yeah, yeah. And um, um, many times I have had or used uh, shredded coconut as a shredded toasted coconut Mm -hmm. as a garnish on a curry. It's kind of classic, like chopped nuts and stuff. Um, But... I didn't have any of that when I made the curry, and I only had the really big flakes of coconut. Yeah, you know, like yeah. the sh- it's not grated. Yeah, they're like um like you take a potato peeler and you yes. peel off pieces. Yeah. Yes, and so I toasted some of those and used that uh, as a garnish, and it was really good. That's uh, that's awesome. I have there's a soup that I make that has a toasted coconut and toasted spices garnish, and it is those big flakes, those big peels of yeah. coconut and um they're almost um, like a really thin chip or yeah, something yeah yeah and there's um coriander for sure oh and um you toast the spices and then you put a, just a little bit of oil and then the um um what do you call it their coconut in there and then it it it's in like the pan just a certain amount of time and it really does get crispy it's a good garnish yeah it's a great garnish for a million things yeah so you were talking about curry last week, and I decided, okay, so at the beginning of the year, every year I decide I'm going to get better at blank, and this year it's pizza. But, um, yeah. But I, there's a couple things. Um, curry, I mean, I really like curry, and I don't have enough curry recipes that I really like, so I'm going to try to get better at curly. Curly. <laughs> uh, first, I'm going to learn how to say curry. Not that hard a word. Okay. <laughs> and, Go, you um, got that down now. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Cross it off your list. Participation medal. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then um, um, also beans. Just, just I, I, I like beans, and they're good for you. They're, they're not meat, you know. And I just, I want to get, I, it's not that I want to get better at making them, because I, I know how to soak a bean. I know how to braise a bean and, you know, how to make a bean okay. But I want to find more bean recipes that I love, because now pretty much all the bean recipes that I have that I love are things that you put on a crostini, you know. Yes. And I just, I want to get bean entree type things that I really love. And, and so I think that I'm going to work a lot on that this spring, even though that doesn't sound like a spring thing. It, there's there's just so many bean dishes that have a lot of vegetables in them that are yes. really good, and they're not yes. not like stews where everything is all 
boiled down, but there's there's texture, you know. Yeah. And that's what I I want to. And they love out. greens, and they yeah. love fresh herbs. Yeah. And so anything that we've got in the spring, yeah, could yeah. be thrown in there. I did want to say about the um, coconut, the toasted coconut yeah. flakes, that the recipe I used for curry suggested the garnish be some toasted co- coconut. Uh, which I use those big pieces for, but you also, in a dry skillet, you toast the coconut flakes, and then you add mustard seeds, and you toast them until they pop. And they really pop. I am I am uh, I'm suggesting a high-sided saute pan, (laughs) because they are, like, seeking to escape. (laughs) And then when the, uh, when they've all, when they've popped, and the uh, coconut is toasty. You dump it in a bowl and and add uh, flaky salt. Okay. And stir it up, and it's a really it that is such a lovely thing. You could put it on soup. You could put it on anything. Were you could just sprinkle mustard? it over rice. Yellow mustard seeds. Black That's mustard what I had. Seeds? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, awesome. I, I don't think it would matter really. I mean, okay. they're all delicious in their own way, yeah. and they probably all pop. Yeah. <laughs> So well, and that's funny you said that because somewhere recently I was reading, I think it was on Eat Your Books, reading about people who um, review recipes, and they're like, "Well, I omitted three of the five ingredients, and it sucked." You know, yeah, yeah right, right. <laughs> but they were they were talking about you know how you said, "Well, it's delicious anyway." Somebody's like, "I don't have any spaghetti. Can I use fish?" You know, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> and it's just that same kind of thing. Well, yeah. they're all delicious. Well, so is candy corn, but you can't put it in the pan and dry. <laughs> Dry saute it with coconut, you know. <laughs> Cripes. Uh, you know, uh, speaking of your books, we probably ought to mention uh, for people who don't know about that what that is. Yeah, so it's um, free. It's online. You enter. It's an index for your cookbooks. So you enter the ISBN of all your cookbooks, and then um, when you're looking for a recipe, hey, where was that creme caramel recipe? You just type creme caramel, and it tells you what books you have has creme caramel recipes in it and then um, if you have ingredients like um, mustard seed and coconut then you just type that in there and it tells you what recipes and what books you have have um, those ingredients in the recipes it's it's a, a really really good resource yes if you have uh, more than one cookbook yeah. <laughs> it will save you a lot of time <laughs> because we spend a lot of time leafing through the index of cookbooks trying to find something that you know yeah or or, or for i mean there's you know i'm certainly at least three other people in astoria i know that have as many cookbooks as me and so then like if you're looking for how to make the wrappers for vietnamese salad rolls well i know i have that recipe somewhere but where would that be i have no idea type that in there and it tells me yes yeah. it's very useful it is a wonderful website yeah. check it out eatyourbooks.com yeah. and uh you know there were no um anything harmed in the <laughs> <laughs> mention of this nor is there they're not a sponsor and it doesn't cost any money yeah. so uh it's just a useful resource resource for sure curry i can still say it curry yay <laughs> 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 Anything else? We've got a couple minutes left, and I don't want to uh, get us to 30 seconds to go and then say, oh, and by the way. Well, you know, um, uh, I got that new pizza book for Christmas, Modernist Pizza. Yes. And um, there was something that I thought was really funny in there. It was for people who just couldn't get their Neapolitan pizza to be Neapolitanish enough. 
They teach you how to take like a, a syringe and a needle and inject air bubbles into your Oh face my and lord. Isn't that sad. Holy cow. I thought, no, I'm not gonna do that. That's just uh that's just <laughs> I can't even I can't even uh, think what that is. But wrong. Um, sick and wrong. <laughs> sick and wrong. That's crazy. I have a little pizza book. I think I've had it for so long, I can't even tell you what it is. I've been carrying it around for decades. But I I save it not because it is um, revolutionary in its ideas of what to put on pizza, but but it has a pizza dough recipe in it that I really like. That is a yeast dough, a mm-hmm. kind of a classic pizza dough, but it's got uh, half a cup of finely grated Parmesan in the crust. Oh, and really? I really like the flavor, but I also really like the way it browns. So okay. I, I save that cook, little cookbook because of the, the crust. Anyway. That's a really good idea. Yeah, it's good. I, you could do it with any pizza dough. I mean, yeah. I don't think that the dough... I mean, I've put herbs in it, but I've never put cheese in it. Why yeah. Not? Why not? Yeah. It's not like um, normally I would grate it on a uh, like a box grater or something, mm-hmm. but that's this is the kind that's like really fine. Okay. Like, so um, what do they call that? A microplane or something, or, yeah. or a really, you know, a small whole grater. Uh, it's really good. Oh my gosh, we're done. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>